0: Hello and welcome to the modern Casanova podcast for this week with me Troy Francis. Welcome to the show. It's good to be back. Good to have you guys here. Um, I hope you've had a wonderful week and Sunday now we are obviously looking ahead to a new week and I hope your week that we're coming into is going to be equally fruitful and successful and I don't know where you guys are but I'm based in London and weather-wise, fantastic. I mean, today really is the first nice day. Well, not the first nice day, but it's certainly the first really good day of the year that we've had. So I think it's reached 24 um, in some areas around London. And looking out the window now, proper barbecue weather, uh, sunshine. I went for a run earlier, there were girls walking around in short dresses. The legs are out. Uh, everyone's in a good mood. It's just a really nice kind of feeling. And um, yeah, you know we're into the second quarter now. As I said last week, this is April. As incredible as that sounds, and yeah, it's the the year is going on a pace, and we need to marshal all of our energies to ensure that we are using that time. As effectively as we can. So, a couple of uh, bits and pieces from me to kick off with. Been working on the website steadily over the weekend. Uh, I worked with Kyle of uh, Kyle Trouble, that is, of This Is Trouble and Troublesome Solutions, and he's done a, really a fantastic job in terms of bringing real Francis.com up to you know a decent, a decent standard. I think if you go and have a look at it now, you'll see the design is really cool. It looks really sharp and clear. Uh, the functionality is a lot better. There's a lot more that I can do at the back end now to bring you, you know, a better a service if you like. Um, so yeah, I'd really appreciate. If you guys go and have a look at that, realtroyfrancis.com and let, just let me know what you think. You know, send me an email, get in touch via Twitter or whatever because uh, I'm really excited. I think the site looks fantastic and yeah, you know, we're going to be hosting video on there. We're going to be hosting, pod. you know, we can start to put these podcasts on there. I'm updating it on a daily basis with new content anyway so you know hopefully uh, you can see that it's becoming a real one-stop shop for game advice and holistic game advice going across the board from day game to night game to tinder game to social circle game to any other type of game that you you care to uh to, to 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 name really because that's really what my content is all about you know my interest is less in being siloed it's less in becoming you know a niche expert in one particular area and it's a bit more about actually getting laid so actually you know of all of the tools at our disposal which ones are going to have the greatest effect which combination are going to have the greatest effect and um you know how are we going to work together to get this done, rather than showing off to each other on YouTube about you know how good we've become at a particular niche corner of game? So have a look at the site. Let me know what you think, and please do drop me your comments with any suggestions. Uh, my newsletter as well. I've had some great suggestions for new content from guys on the newsletter. If you are not receiving my newsletter at the moment. I'm going to be tweeting out the link where you can sign up again, so please do get involved with that. That's growing very quickly, and uh, I share content on there that you can't get anywhere else. So I think it's, I hope anyway, that it's definitely worthwhile for people that are on there. And certainly, that's my intention to make it as useful as possible for that inner circle of users who choose to sign up for it so check that out as well if you if you're not already all right so i want to get into today's topic now and this has been suggested to me by a couple of things that happened to me this week um out and about in london and what it is really that i wanted to to touch on today is the idea of naturals people in the game who are you know, great with girls who have always had lots of girlfriends who find it easy or relatively easy to attract women, who have women flocking to them, but these people are naturals as opposed to uh, tutored game guys, if you like. So, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of the people <clears throat> that we look up to, if we are aware of this, you know, particular community, are guys who are self-confessedly nerds really who have over long periods of time and with a lot of study and research and experimentation out in the field and you know working with other guys and so on they've become really really good at meeting and attracting women and when I think of the majority really of the big name players the big name pickup artists that you can think of I think all of them really have that same character arc, you know, that same story. I can't think, and please do correct me if I'm wrong on this, or please do, you know, get in touch with me and, and tell me otherwise, but I can't think really of any big-name uh, pickup artist or big-name seduction expert or whatever you want to call it who has come out in front of an audience and said yeah you know I was always great this is this is just how I am this is this was this was always my character I've always been awesome I've always been able to pick up the hottest women and I'm going to teach you how to do that I mean maybe they exist I don't know I'm thinking now of Tucker Max I don't know a great deal about his story or his background in his early life I mean perhaps he was something of a natural but then from what I understand about his work, I don't think that he's a, a classic sort of pickup teacher in the sense that I'm talking about. But certainly, you look at people like Tyler from RSD, who was entirely self-taught, really, and talks about in detail, you know, the anxiety that he had when he was a younger guy, uh, the social awkwardness that he experienced his sort of social Asperger's, I think he refers to. Uh, Tom Torero in the UK as well, um, often talks about a very kind of nerdy background, uh, not uh, not the kind of guy that you would uh, pigeonhole as a natural by any means. Krauser, I believe, is another one, um, another AFC kind of... Nice guy who went on to learn game and become very proficient at it. Uh, who else is there? Um, I don't know really. I mean, I'm trying to think of other people I like. I don't tend to follow that many pickup guys now. Really, beyond I do still watch a lot of the RSD stuff when I get the chance. I think Torero is great. Um, Krauser, you know, I kind of I dip in and out. To be honest. And that's sort of it, really. I mean, I then read people like Black Dragon, but his work is more, as you probably know, around relationship stuff. It's not really about pickup per se, although he does do a lot of content or has done a lot of content on online game, I believe. But I haven't delved too deeply into that. And then there's other guys like uh, Kyle of, of This Is Trouble, who you know puts advice out there, but. I think, by and large, as I say, the thing that all these guys have in common, and actually, I'm another one. You know, my story, my my character arc, if you like, was beta to somebody who became, you know, through a number of means, very good with with girls, arguably who became. It became. I mean, for me, my story maybe is slightly different because I. Well. I had two acts in my story, if you like, or two early acts. The first was when I was going out. The first was when I was rubbish and and didn't get any action, and that lasted till I was 20. Then from 20 until about 30, I was going out and picking up girls, but it was untutored. So I wasn't a natural, but then neither was I... um, How can I put it? I'd broken out of my beta... uh, Reticence, if you like, and I was I was going out and I was approaching girls and I was getting results, but not consistent results, not always very good results. And um <clears throat> yeah, I was just untutored because I hadn't got into the game stuff as yet. And then around the age of thirty, uh, I was in London. I joined a pickup forum. I met loads of guys on that. I read the game. I became aware of a lot of other people in the field. Um, guys who were doing really well in London. I became aware of some of the bigger players. I started reading their stuff. And yeah, from that, I became... I came into my third phase, if you like, which was um, a tutored pickup guy, somebody who had studied the canon of pickup, if you like, and had gone out and applied it and tested it. And I suppose now... I'm kind of still in that phase, or maybe I've even, I guess I've gone to another phase now because I'm now actually creating that content as well. So I suppose from about, I don't know, when was it now? Three years ago, four years ago, I started making content for Return of Kings. And I guess, you know, as a game writer predominantly, and now I am, you know, really the only consistent regular game writer uh, for Return of Kings, and, yeah, I guess at that point I pivoted again, and I became the teacher, if you like. I became somebody who had done the study, had gone out and tested it, had had results. You know, I've had um, I've had harems. I've had five girls in a week. I've I've gone out and pulled same-day lays, pulled lays within five minutes. Uh, you know, two lays in a day, uh, multiple girlfriends, club game, day game. Tinder game, all of this stuff, and I suppose having amassed all of that experience and read really so much of this stuff about not only game and pickup stuff, but also uh, intergender dynamic stuff. So getting into rational male, getting into uh, Hartiste, getting into things like sperm wars, um, the red queen, uh, all of all of that stuff. You know, so getting really deep into the evolutionary biology behind it so I got I smashed all of that stuff and then as I say then you become a content creator so you become a teacher you become somebody who then passes on that knowledge to other guys in you know whatever form that may be whether it's a podcast like this or whether it's in my articles or whether it's in live coaching skype coaching and so on So I guess I've been through a number of phases really in my particular journey with this but what I've never been is what you would call a natural and what I want to talk about now is this idea of naturals really and the fact that I believe that we should be paying more attention to naturals than perhaps we are because as I say the whole the whole way that the community for want of a better word is set up is that uh, you've got these guys who've become not only very good with women but also very good with business and they've sold their services and they, they're you know they're, they're now well paid for teaching other guys and creating content. but these guys were all really they were geeks you know they weren't the first to be picked for the football team they weren't the jocks that were getting all the, the girls in high school but the the guys who were like that, the kind of alpha dudes. Who were who would pull all the best girls at school? Who we all wanted to be when we were at school? Those guys, for whatever reason, aren't creating the content. Probably because they haven't been through the journey. You know, I mean, if you if you've had something that's been natural to you for your whole life, then it's not really going to occur to you to make a website about it or you know, create YouTube videos about it, I guess. Because, you know, who's going to make a YouTube channel or who's going to make a blog about breathing? You know, because you've done it since you were, since you were, you know, you were first born. So, it's kind of a given. You know, you're not going to, um, it, it, it's not a big deal to you and it's not something that you're then naturally going to think, well, I tell you what, I could make money doing a website about breathing or doing a podcast about breathing because there's all of these other guys who, you know, they don't know how to breathe very well and I can teach them how to do it because for you, it's just innate and it's just part of who, you know, it's just part been part of your existence for your entire life. And I think that's kind of how it is with these natural guys, really. And also... I, you know, there, there's other things as well. I mean, I think a lot of naturals, uh, alpha guys, fall into what you might call blue pill social conventions anyway. I mean, a lot of these guys end up getting married and having kids and and everything else and following a very conventional path. And, you know, good luck to them. I mean, that's it, it, down to each man for what he wants to do. But I suspect if you haven't been through you know that pain that pain of not being able to meet the women that you wanted to meet of not you know of getting rejected of not being able to get a girlfriend and all that kind of stuff if you haven't been through that then it's it's not really on your radar and you're not really going to think about it so anyway with all that being said i think i would imagine that all of us know guys who are naturals who are just naturally very good at you know talking to women and so on and I was out with a guy uh, on Friday actually which made me think of this topic who I would say absolutely fits that description and I thought it'd be kind of interesting just to talk a little bit about what I observed on that evening but before I get into that what naturals do I know um I know okay there's let me let me tell you this there's a guy uh, I know very famous pickup artist called Paul Janker now I was out with him actually on well uh, it was earlier in the week we went to a dinner party in London um, I've been friends with Paul for um, a long time actually so many several years um, I'd hope to get him on the podcast at some point I think that will happen we are just talking about logistics um, getting connected up on that but uh yeah paul is a fantastic guy very very famous as a you know pickup guru pickup artist um he's got some great content out there i would very much recommend getting laid in nyc and so on now with paul is he a pickup artist or was he a natural who just codified his method and i think you know I think the jury's probably out on that because Paul is a very good-looking guy. He's very dominant. He's very masculine. He is very commanding. He has great presence. And all of those things are admirable qualities that we can all learn from and we can all seek to take on for ourselves. And I certainly would aim to do that myself. But did he acquire those through, you know, study and through application or were they a natural part of his state, and I don't know. I think the jury's out. I would imagine that, and apologies, Paul, if this is any disservice, but I would imagine that he had a lot of those attributes already, and I think his issue was, and and there's an interesting point even there, because even as a very good-looking, alpha kind of dominant guy, his successes before he started to apply his method weren't as good as when he started to apply that method so it there's a lesson there in terms of the fact that even these natural kind of alpha guys they're not necessarily cleaning up as much as we may think um, but anyway he's one guy who you might say probably had certain attributes of an alpha natural before he came to prominence in the pickup community um, but i was in a dinner with him as i say in the week and then uh, coming towards the weekend on friday I was at a dinner with another guy who I've known also for a long time who I think is totally unnatural and hasn't got anything to do with the game thing at all. So let me talk about Friday because I guess that's got the most relevance. Um, Friday we're out, there's me, there's another guy I'm friends with. Uh, a a kind of a colleague of mine, somebody I've known for a long time, and this other guy, and I'll call him James for the purposes of this. So, James, we're a bit of a mixed bunch, I suppose. We've started, we've taken to going out, the three of us on Friday nights and having a burger and having a chat about the week. Um, There's me, there's my friend. um, I'm going to have to make up another name now. We've got Steve, who is the... um, the first friend and then we've got um, uh, the second friend James. So Steve is a kind of he's a city guy he's kind of very intelligent um, quite uh, not not a pickup guy in any sense really although he's, he's aware of the whole thing and aware of my work on the website and everything else but he's not really a pickup guy he's, he's kind of an intelligent cerebral a guy who's into, you know, his own stuff, and then we have James, who we've both known for a long time. Now, James is good-looking, tall, muscular, but beyond those things, he's also dominant, and he is self-amused, and I think the key thing that I saw on Friday when we were out was his self-amusement, and that kind of put me in mind to, to make this episode, So we were sitting there and we were having our burgers and we've been going to this place for the last few months, actually, this place in London for the last few months, this burger place. And the girls there kind of know us. They've got these different waitresses there. They are, there's a Polish one. There's a couple of Romanians. uh, There was a girl from Czech Republic there on Friday as well. So there's all these kind of Eastern European girls who are working in this place. And we've been going in every week and kind of get to know them and we're joking with them a bit and everything else. Now... Um, watching James with these girls was very instructive because he was very, how can I put it? Okay, he's challenging is the first thing. He is also very, very self-amused. Now, this is partly because James is a, a character in his own right and he's, I think it's fair to say, you know, he amuses himself, right? So, you know, he says what he wants. He'll say things that are quite odd but he doesn't care because if he finds it funny, he finds it funny. Uh, you know, sometimes in, in normal conversation with us, he'll say something really, really crazy, really off the wall and be like, where the hell did that come from? What do, you even, what do you even mean by that? That's not even true. You know, why are you saying that? But he will say it with a complete straight face and he will do that because I guess, you know, it amuses him or I guess he finds it funny or, you know, he kind of likes to wind people up Or, you know, whatever it is. It's one of those things, really. And he's like that with the girls as well. Now, when you contrast that with the typical, what you call, nice guy approach, the nice guy approach is really all about um, being placatory, isn't it? It's all about avoiding conflict of any kind. So if a girl comes over to you... Um, you know, who's a waitress, say, hey, how's it going? And then maybe you'd start talking and you might, you know, ask where she's from and say, oh, Romania, yeah, Romania, that's, I, I've always wanted to go to Budapest. I heard it's really nice in the summer. I heard, you know, the architecture is, is, is lovely in certain parts of the city and blah, blah, blah. And you will have a conversation with her and she may respond well to that conversation. You know, she may... She may be smiling, she may be nodding, she may give every indication that she thinks you look like a, you know, that you're an interesting guy, or a friendly guy, but there's no spark, you know, there's nothing, because all you're doing, all that conversation is doing, it's, it's like wallpaper, essentially, that conversation is it has no substance to it whatsoever you are both just playing the normal social game that we all play which is to talk to one another without going deep without causing a, a, a schism in the you know in in the the perfect surface of, of the social interaction because to do that is very scary because you don't know what lies on the other side of it and actually when you think about it the people who are disruptive in conversation, tend to be people who are, you know, sometimes a little bit crazy, I guess, but certainly people who are very arrogant, people who have absolute belief in their own power, in the own int- importance of what they're saying, in how interesting what they're saying is, very dominant people, people who, you know, like to take the piss for their own amusement. And those people can be... You know, they could be kind of marmite, those people as well. We can love them or hate those people. But it's a very effective method for talking to girls. Because, so we're, these waitresses are coming around. And they're trying to sell us um, some, a, a, a second course, you know, a sweet course. And the girl comes around, one of these girls, and she says, okay, we've got ice cream. And James is looking at it and goes, so what ice cream have you got? And she goes, we've got vanilla ice cream and that's it because we haven't got any other flavor there's no other flavors because we're closing down the restaurant in a week anyway for a refit so we've got no other ice cream in here and then going forward even when we reopen with a new menu we're not going to get different kinds of ice cream in because we're going to specialize in vanilla ice cream that's just the policy going forward and james looks at her and he goes have you got chocolate and he just looks at her completely deadpan, and she looks at him, and it's sort of like, you know, what planet are you on to make that comment? Because clearly, she's not going to have chocolate. You know, she's just spent two or three minutes going through the rigmarole of explaining, you know, the fact that they've only got vanilla ice cream in the whole building. And she, and um, and she says, no, no, we haven't got, we haven't got chocolate. No, we've got vanilla. And he looks at her again, and he says have you got mint? And she sort of says, no, no, we haven't got mint. Look, I told you, we've got vanilla ice cream. That's it. And he looks at her again and he says, have you got fudge? And by this point, she kind of starts laughing and she, because there's a little bit of a language barrier, I think it's only dawning on her that he is, uh, you know, he's teasing her. And she says something like, oh, are you, are you joking? And he, <laughs> are you joking with me? Are you you having fun with me? And he goes, no, why would you think that? You know, like that, really cocky, really kind of, that kind of exaggerated denial that is clearly a joke. You know, he's clearly tooling her. He's taking the, the piss out of her, of her effectively. Um, and so she kind of giggles and laughs. And then she walks off, and as she walks off, he calls out to me, he says, hey, 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 she turns around, have you got coconut? Now, okay, look, I mean, I'm not making any massive claims for that as being, you know, a world-class example of of humour, I mean, I'm sure... You can think of funnier things that people have said that you've um, been aware of. Um, I'm not saying it was an amazing piece of repartee. I'm not saying that you should go out and try ice cream game when you go to your uh, local Italian restaurant. But what I am saying is I think what that small example showed was dominance. And it was his lack of fear about being challenging. I mean, I was looking at this and I was thinking, would I even have done that? And the answer is probably not, because when I'm sort of off duty, even in spite of my, you know, pick up persona, which is, um, uh, you know, is developed online and in in these podcasts and so on. You know, if I'm kind of off duty, I'm not necessarily going to tool people like that because, you know, it kind of takes energy and it kind of it, it upsets the gentle veneer of social kind of balance that we all have between us and you know and that's why people do it because it gets a result so he's going to do that because it gets a reaction if I just have a normal conversation and I don't do that I'm going to get a very neutral uh, muted reaction whereas he's going to get a reaction of a greater sort now that reaction could be the girl turns around and says listen you're taking the piss fuck off I don't want to serve you anymore or it could be that the girl is attracted to him. And certainly, I got the impression that the girl was, you know, the girl was opening up to being attracted to him. You could see her smiling. You could see her, you know, classic playing with her hair a little bit, um, slightly flushed and everything because she's not going to be used to a guy coming in and being directly challenging to her and actually... Messing with her a bit, actually tooling her a bit, because most people don't do that, because most people are polite and they don't want to upset the Apple car, even to a waitress who maybe they're never gonna see again. You know, they wanna be polite, they wanna be nice, they wanna be PC, they wanna be everything else. I've said before, and I've I've um, I've written about this in articles, in order to become a great seducer, in order to become a great modern Casanova, you need to be prepared to step outside of what is socially acceptable. And I mean that in so many different ways um, that I can't even get into here really. But you need to be prepared to step out of the matrix temporarily in order to gain traction with these girls. And that could be as simple as doing a street stop because doing a, a day game stop in central london is not normal as much as you know you see all this stuff on youtube and you think maybe it is it's not the number of guys who are doing it i mean maybe there's 15 20 guys who are doing it regularly in a city of 8 million people i mean that is that that doesn't even register statistically you know it's it's nothing there's it, it's so it's very abnormal to be doing that but the, the guys who do that and the guys who do that successfully will get late because they've been prepared to step outside of what is Socially acceptable. Similarly, you know, you need to be challenging in conversation. You need to mess with people. You need to talk with people a bit. And that, again, is stepping outside of what we normally deem to be polite and acceptable conversation. But that's what this guy was doing. This guy, who, as I say, is a natural, this guy who has. I don't know if he's read the game, probably hasn't, you know, and if he has read that, I doubt that he has explored pickup material any further than that. So not a tutored guy, but just a guy who's doing this stuff naturally. And that's what you need to realise, that there are people out there, all of this stuff that we read on the internet and talk about and make podcasts and videos about, there are guys who are already doing this stuff they're just doing it naturally and they just don't make a big deal about it. And as I say, I think we need to look at those guys and I think we need to observe what they do and learn from it more because in the end, those guys are probably getting the most success out of anybody and they're not laboring the whole thing and going into mental masturbation, which you know, with the best will in the world, there's a tendency for us um, to do online. So I'll leave you with that. I think you need to be dominant. You need to be self-amused. So do something, conversational gambit, whatever, because you think it's funny. Don't worry about trying to impress her or anybody else. You need to be outcome independent um, and you need to be challenging. And in being challenging, that will demonstrate male to female polarity because... You know, it should be the guy who's challenging, it should be the guy who is tooling with her, making her feel like the blushing, shy schoolgirl. You know, and that is a very attractive thing because then the guy's positioned as, you know, the one in control, the alpha, the dominant male, the, you know, the guy that leads the pack that she's gonna wanna go home with at the end of the night. So I hope that gave you a little insight into the world of the natural i hope that there are some naturals that you know that maybe you can learn from perhaps there are some lessons that you've learned from a natural friend of yours that you'd like to share with us if so please find me on twitter under troy francis and send me a message or send me a tweet about that or you can drop me an email via my website, realtroyfrancis.com, and just give me that feedback in terms of what your thoughts on naturals are, the naturals that you know, and what you think about the game lessons that we can learn from them. Okay, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Modern Casanova Podcast. I shall leave you now. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I will speak to you again very soon. Bye-bye.